Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We are so glad that you could join us live today. And uh, I'm Greg Messina. And if you're new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Today's date is February 22nd, 2022. 2 Interesting. Okay, well, does it mean anything? I guess we can find out in this episode. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, we won't get too into New Age or any type of numerology or anything like that. Don't worry. But we'll uh, we'll discuss the significance of uh, this date not happening um, for another 400 years. Okay, so, of course, I do want to welcome our uh, usual uptime panel. And uh, they bring us all up today, today uh, at the same time. It's a little bit different, uh, doing a little bit different format. But, of course, we bring back Brother Bob, Brother Kevin, and Brother Joe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. Yep. Hi. Yes. Well, we're glad to have you back, and uh, I hope you're doing well. I hope all of you are doing well. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great day, uh, you know. Let us rejoice and be glad, guys, right? Come on. Amen. Uh, this is a time where, you know, there's much turmoil in the world. Uh, we, we need to be that hope, that light in the world here. And uh, we, that's what we're hoping to do here on Uptime. Hope to edify the body of Christ, build each other up. And uh, hopefully we can do that for you today. And, you know, it's not by our means, by what we do, but what the Lord does, right? Amen. Amen. Um, so, yeah, praise God. And, uh, yeah, I think um, for me, I had a fairly good week, uh, nothing too crazy, but uh, my family went on a, on a short trip to Florida, and uh, they, they came back the other day. Uh, I thank God for, you know, him protecting them. I had to stay back and work, uh, but uh, I'm glad they had some time uh, to get away and, and have some fun, um, some fun in the sun. And uh, so anyway, uh, you know, you guys, uh, let me know how your, how your week was. Bob, you want to start? My week was uh, very eventful, just a lot of stuff going on, just taking in a lot of information. My wife has to keep my wife has to keep reminding me, hey, don't take in too much because I get angry, man. I walk around, I get angry, and I got to get off, and I got to put on some praise and worship. I got to go into some other stuff because, guys, this beast system is getting ready to rise, man. They are getting all their I's dotted and T's crossed, and it is getting evil out there. They are, they're really they're really taking up a few notches now. And this is every single facet of life, but especially, I mean, what's going on with our neighbor up north. And a lot of things happening there. And um, anyways, that's all I got to say. But other than that, just a good week so far. Okay. Who's next? Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. I'll go next. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean uh... – you know, it's been an interesting week uh, for me personally. Um, but, uh, you know, Bob, you're right. I mean, every day it's just you can just see the temperature rising around the world on all fronts. And I mean, this this is exactly what I would expect to see. <laughs> You know, right before the tribulation, um, this is what I would expect that would be going on in this world right now. Um, we're seeing it all from all different angles. We're seeing uh, personal freedoms and liberties erode and be eroded by, you know, authoritarianism. Um, I mean, the ultimate authoritarianism is to come during 
the tribulation. But I mean, we're seeing those things. We're seeing, uh, you know, inflation um, and prices starting to skyrocket. I mean, that's that's what's going to happen in the tribulation. And we see peace more and more so being taken from the earth. That's what's going to happen during the tribulation, right? We, we, we see like uh, promises of peace when there is no peace and safety, right? Um, we, we, we have promises of safety when it actually is more harmful than safe. So, uh, you know, the, the, the world's turning upside down here with good evil and evil good. And it's, um, you know, it's not surprising, I guess, but, it is one thing that is always kind of just marvelous. And it, it, a lot of people use that word marvelous, maybe meaning great. But this, in this instance, I'm using it just as, as like a synonym of wonder. You know, it's just like, wow. I mean, you just, you just see these things happen. You know they're going to happen. You know it's going to continue to go this way. But it always is just amazing to watch it unfold, isn't it? Amen. And it is. Brother Joe. Amen. Hi, everyone. <clears throat> I had a uh, I had a blessed week. Um, no drama. Um, getting a little worn down with the uh, addiction of the crises he's going on around the world. I mean, it's like I'm trying. I'm, I'm at the point where I'm deciding if I want to eliminate the technology. Like that's how that's how overpowering it's becoming. And then at the same time, it's like as a watchman, should I be watching this stuff? Um, first, let me start with this. You know, I had a good week and, um, what made it good was, you know, I forgot about how we have the ability to ask God to give us the opportunity to represent his kingdom. And a lot of watchmen and watch women, we forget that. Like I had an instance this week where, you know, I'm kind of a solo guy. It's me, my wife, my dog, my, my parents are in town, but otherwise I'm working in my office most of the time. Uh, one, of, one or two friends locally, maybe, and uh, I just don't get that much of an opportunity to talk about the kingdom. So, I, you know, I, I spoke with God earlier in the week, and then sure enough, he, he gave me a big window to speak with some people about what's coming, and um, even an anti-believer. And what, you know, we always say this, we never convince them of anything, but the seed's planted, and um, so I just want to thank God for giving me that opportunity, because uh, I know it benefits me and it benefits his kingdom. So I always tell people, always ask for the opportunity, even in small ways. He'll open a door for you. And um, with that being said, I mean, I watched what happened up north. And honestly, I've I've been studying conspiracy since 2012, conspiracy. And um, you just don't know what to believe anymore. I can't believe what I saw up north with the horses. And after watching, you know, with my experience with law enforcement, after about 10 minutes of seeing them, I'm like, these aren't cops. I'm like, I, I could tell right away. These aren't cops. There's something else. Go- the local police department would never do that to their local citizens because I could see the difference in treatment days prior. And then it come clear to me that these guys were shipped in. So now we're talking about mercenaries, Bob. Right. I see you shaking your head. We're talking. And I said to my wife, I said, babe, they don't even have badge numbers. They don't even have the word P-O-L-I-C-E on their shirts. I'm like, and they just are not responding in a normal, natural way. So that was like, that really started to turn me off. I'm like, I can't watch this. I'm like, how can I sit here and watch this and not let the enemy do what he wants? And the whole objective is to get a reaction. So they sent those horses in there hoping these innocent, kind people would turn 
and start getting crazy. When I saw the uh, the observers on the roofs with their shiny toys pointing it at people, I said, what is going on here? I said, why are they up there? And then that was it. That's why I'm like, I'm at the point, like I see the stock market dropping towards almost 33,000. Last night it hit 33. At the same time, gold hit 1911. I snapped it on my phone just because I was waiting for something to happen with uh, the war games. And sure enough, like, you know, the mar- and, and a lot of people have said that when it hits 33, something will happen. But we can't deny that they don't go that route because we've seen it. We've seen it over the years, how they operate. And there's definitely evidence. So, like, you know, they're calling wars a week ahead. And uh, I don't know. I don't know about what do you guys think. Is it worth well, You texted me the other night, too, about the uh, moon, right? You showed me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw a full moon down here in Florida that I've never seen in my life. It was I I almost stopped in the road. I made the turn and I was like, I got to tell Greg Mm -hmm. and I text and the cameras never do justice. Now, I've seen full moons, but this was the second biggest full moon I've seen compared to the ones I've seen in my visions. And it was just enormous. And then within minutes, it was smaller. I'm like, what is going on here? This is supernatural stuff is just getting so clear. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I asked the question, how far do we go before we shut it all off and we deal locally with our, our ministries, right? Like, we had lucky to have this platform. Bob does a lot across the world. You know, we do stuff here, but it's like, how much can a watchman watch the deception before he just shuts it off, you know? Right. I, I, I got, maybe mm-hmm. it was just a bad week in reference to that, but I don't know about you guys, but, you know, yeah. you have to watch. At the same time, what do you don't watch, you know, like? I don't know. You know, uh, what's disturbing to me, um, we're going to show a video here in a little while about what those police in Canada were doing. I watched this video. There was something wrong with them. They were demon-possessed. They are black in their eyes. They were just dead. And I totally totally discerned that when I saw that these people are demon-possessed. Demons are strongly demon-influenced in the background or subconscious, strongly. And, you know... You know, what's going on, I talked about the convoys before, you know, that's great. Uh, It's great what they're doing up there, and it's getting some things done, but here's the problem, though. Because they did all that, that enabled, that pushed the government to say, hey, we need to do the new legislation and create some new rules and laws, so that way now we can shut down people's bank accounts, we can go after everybody now. And they're not just going after truckers, they're going after everybody to support them, and then eventually it's going to go beyond that. It's not just people that support this, anybody just disagrees with what we're doing, and they're already doing that already. So they got their foot in the door, and they pushed right through that door, and now they're moving forward. With absolute tyranny, shut people's accounts down. And of course, we all know this is all leading up to a one-world digital currency, which, of course, if all the banks are shut down, and if you can't get to your stuff, then eventually they introduce a one-world digital currency. That's when you get your money back, so on and so forth. But getting back to the trucker convoy, you know, I was watching the video, and now I'm watching. Uh, they're organizing now for the United States. I'm like, and guess where they're going? Washington, D.C. You know, that's you don't want to go there, guys. It's not going to work, you know. That's what you. That's what they want you to do. Yep. And guess what? I watched. Uh, I watched the leader, the guy that's going to lead this whole thing. You know what he said? You guys watch him today. He said we're going to go around Washington D.C. and do a boa constrictor. This guy started talking about. Do, he started doing snake references. I'm like, whoa! Hold on a second, serpent, Satan. So basically, they said we're going to do a, a serpent thing around Washington. And we're going to squeeze them out. I'm like, yeah, good luck with that. You know, you know what's going to happen? 
they're gonna they're gonna do exact they're gonna respond the exact same way as Canada did. Oh, you want to do that? Great. Guess what? Anybody supports you will lock down their bank accounts. We'll lock down your bank accounts. Hey, you know, while we're at it, we're gonna start euthanizing their pets. And by the way, that's the first time I ever see them start putting things to death. They introduced that putting life, taking away life now for disagreeing with them by euthanizing their pets. Okay, so they got their foot in the door with the whole concept of execution now. So now they're at that point as well. So now, basically, while I see it, and I'll close with this, this is what I see. I used to work at a job, and uh, I was a welder for like 12 years. I was a welder. And I worked at this job for a railroad company. And their rule was, if you get into a fight, you're both fired. Doesn't matter who started. If a guy comes and swings at you, and you try to defend yourself, you're both fired. Okay. So that's, and, and thank God I never had to deal with that. But you know what? This is what's happening over there right now. They are the ones trying to start a fight and they're trying to get us to swing back at them. And if we swing back at them, guess who's fired? Not them. We are. We're the, we're going to be the ones who get the punishment if they go to Washington and start doing this stuff. Because I guess according to, uh, I guess according to the globalists, we're not reacting. We're not fighting back fast enough. We're not doing enough to move things along the way they want it. So now I guess they're organizing their own people that go there on our behalf (laughs) and start causing a ruckus. And the bottom line, that's what they want. They want us to fight back. They want things to break loose. They want people to use their guns. They want a fight. Yes. They're like, come on, hit me, hit me, hit me. Come on, come on, hit me. That's, that's, what why, they yeah, that's why they brought in those animals. They wanted yeah. the work reaction. And they even Jay Rogan was talking about it this week. I don't watch him, but I got a clip of him. And they were talking about the Great Reset. And it's like, what more info do you need? They put it in black and white. And the guy tells you that all these leaders were in, in his young group. Uh, mm-hmm. And this was all planned. So, like, we, we seem to forget. They told us everything they're going to do. And they're doing it. You know, I had a feeling after this, that full moon, uh, that something after this past full moon, something big was going to happen. Something was happening. I, I just don't know what, what is that, 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 you know, brought that on, but I just had that, you know, that instinct, mm-hmm. that feeling that I don't know if it's a spirit or what, but after this, full, you know, that full moon, I'm like, there's something big that's going to happen. And we saw this stuff escalating, obviously, but I'm like, you know, they usually, you know, stuff happens around the lunar cycles. Does it not? Of course. Okay. So, I mean, I think you guys probably felt the same way, that there's there's something coming. And like Bob said, they want the fight. So as much as I wanted to believe in those leaders up north that all got, you know, picked up a day before they knew they were going to be picked up, like I said, the deception is off the charts. I don't believe any of it anymore. Because it was too well planned. It was perfect. And all the ducks were in the row for Trudeau. Like, mm-hmm. does anything in your life ever work? When, at least, only when God's in it, obviously. But on a daily basis, do things work out that well for you like they did for him? He had it all figured out. He was never going to meet with them. He, he said he was going to send them in. And he sends them in. And he, who does he send in? But he sends in the guys from overseas. The, the UN plane was spotted in town. People saw it. And this is what, you know, a lot of guys that have had visions over the years, especially the guy in the 80s, they saw the guy with the blue hats. They came in, the, you know, the, the umbrella nations. So, uh, 
Mm-hmm. That 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 was a big sign to me. That's when I said to my wife, I said, these aren't these aren't cops. No. And, and they were sitting there trying to preach to them and trying to communicate with them. And you like Bob said, you could see it. You could just feel it spiritually that these guys, they I don't know what kind of force they are. But number one, most of them were over six foot one, six foot two. And the women that I've seen on camera that were going around door to door in town, threatening business owners. I don't know if you guys saw that. She was a lunatic. I said to my wife, I said, you know what she looks like? She looks like the zombies from I Am Legend trying to get through the door. That's how furious they were. There was just no care for the human connection. The guy, the business owner goes, I'm not opening the door. And she's like, why aren't you opening the door? And he goes, because I don't trust you. Like he knew, like he wouldn't open that door. That's where we're at. It's all George Soros organized because now they, 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 these uh, convoys are happening all over the world now. And it's getting easily organized here in the States now. So, and like I said, not, not everybody in the convoy is bad, but I think no. the leadership is bad. I think a lot of good people get, hey, it's a good thing to get behind it. And then the leadership, you know, then they say, oh, we're going to arrest the leaders. You know, you're probably going to bring them in, give them a pat on the back. A smart person would say this. How about we don't go anywhere and we just take a trip to our local bank and we take our money out and watch how fast things change. I was texting people up north. Stop with this stuff. Go home. Go get your debit card. Pull all the change out and watch how fast Trudeau gets a phone call. We don't have to swing a hammer. We don't. And this week it hit me. I'm like, just go take our money out of the bank. How about a unified? We're not paying taxes. How about a unified where we're drawing everything? If you've got 100 grand, go get it. Make the appointment. I don't care if it takes two days. Go pull the money out. Watch how fast things change because then you just take away the power. If they're taking money from people and levying accounts, why don't we just levy our own accounts and take it out of theirs? Right. Well, that's, a great, that's a great point, Joe. Here's the, here's the thing. They already thought about that. That's why they're doing racism and trying to keep us divided. Right. <laughs> they don't want us to come together. If we said, listen, we're taking all our cash out, I'm cashing in my gold, they would run for the hills because they know they couldn't provide it. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. I don't want to get too red flagged here, but that, people should, this should be a unified day where let's just go, let's just go withdraw everything. Let's just go withdraw it. Let's take it all out of the market for, for a couple of days. See how, that, how they respond to that. That's why strikes work at employers. That's mm-hmm. why they work because you don't mm-hmm. show up to work. They don't have anything. Yeah, but I, I think the last thing that people should be doing is going to Washington, D.C. Um, that, to me, makes absolutely no sense at all. I mean, it's, I mean, take out the part which is it's, it's going to be ineffective and it's only going to cause harm. But consider the last time people went to Washington, D.C. in mass and what happened then. I mean, that... A lot of people will say that that was uh, that was manu- a manufactured thing too. So, I mean, s- s- surely the majority of the people there that day were not planning on going and and sitting in the in the, the Congress chamber. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, you know, I mean, that's why they were yelling "Fed, Fed, Fed" the day before. So, but I mean, but Bob, all you need is a couple of infiltrators. Just like it was there, and you gotta believe that the this convoy is gonna have those infiltrators stirring something up, provoking people to do things that they don't necessarily want to do, certainly things that they shouldn't be doing. So 
I mean, I, I just don't know what it, what what good is going to come out of it. What? Why not just stay where you are and actually make a difference in a way that hurts them? One thing is a run on the banks, just like you said, Joe. That you don't think you're going to—that people are going to be calling immediately when the money starts running out of banks. I mean, of course, they're going to be panicking. They're going to have to do something about it. Uh, That—that's real change. That—that that could force real change. But going to Washington D.C., I mean, what what exactly is that going to accomplish? Nothing. It's going to cause a war. <laughs> that's the worst place to go. Washington, D.C., that's the worst place to go. we already done that already. They don't care. They don't care. Oh, by the way, uh, Brother Larry Shelby, everybody. Hey, Brother Larry, great to have Larry. you on. Welcome back. Hey, I haven't seen you in a long time, brother. <laughs> I think he's muted. Yeah, he's Larry, muted. You muted? Go ahead. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. there you are. Okay, yeah. I was just telling Bob he's losing his hair. That's how long it's been since I saw him. Uh, it was short now. And and I grew mine, as <laughs> you noticed, Bob. Yeah. I think yeah. everybody but you is losing their hair, Larry. Um, well, stay stay on here long enough and uh, – you know, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Come back every week, Larry. Oh, I just remembered. I got something in the oven. Uh, <laughs> he wants to keep his hair. That's smart. Smart man. Well, it's good to have you back, Larry. Um yeah. What? How was your week? Well, what do you think of what's going on around in the world today? Uh, mayhem. <laughs> yeah, mayhem. That's mayhem, right. and uh, uh, hey, uh, you know it's it's they don't call it the end times for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> say so. Uh, no, my week's been uh, great. I've been doing a lot of travel. Uh, just been doing uh, some things. Uh, it's weather's crazy down here in Dallas. Uh, we. Uh, Bob knows, uh, um, being from up there, that the weather we have down here is nothing. But uh, they just canceled my wife and I's flight for this weekend. Uh, we're supposed to get snow and ice tomorrow morning. So my flight is canceled. We're supposed to be in Atlanta this weekend on a, a ministry uh, trip. Uh, my leadership is, uh, just planted a church in the Atlanta area in Cartersville, uh, Georgia. And, uh, so unfortunately I won't be going. So other than that, uh, I've been doing great. Okay. Oh, sorry. You, uh, couldn't get on your trip there, but, uh, we're glad you're here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. God is good. Oh, yeah. So where do you think that, um, this coming tribulation is going to be everything that it's, that's advertised about it? <laughs> That is an understatement. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, well, here's, I, and it's so, so funny that we're talking about this stuff. I have been delved, I mean, knee deep in eschatology uh, of late. Uh, I would say the last two months I have really been into that, uh, the days of Noah, what, you know, just really pulling apart what Jesus was talking about, Yeshua was talking about concerning uh, the end times and what, you know, what the great tribulation and all of that. And so I, I believe it's going to be everything. I don't, I I think when, when I said understatement, it's going to be everything it's, it's advertised plus some, I believe that it's going to be in such a way where even those 
that knew about it, those that have been studied, it's going to blow everyone's mind. It's just going to be, and I believe that it's going to be in such a way where, and I believe it's going to be just like the, the crucifixion of our Lord. Uh, because uh, Paul says that uh, had the, the, the rulers of darkness of this world known, they never would have crucified the Lord of glory. That's right. And I believe that one of the reasons, and I was just talking with a friend of mine, one of the reasons why we can't nail down anything eschatologically is the fact that it's not meant to be. Everything is going to come out in its time. Mm -hmm. And so we'll be on programs. I've done it. Uh, me and Bob, I know me and uh, Bob has done it. We'd sit there, you know, what if it's this? What if it's that? It could be this. It could be that. And we're sitting here trying to figure it out. And our foe, who is a an ancient foe, you know, Lucifer has is is uh, been studying humanity for a long time. And so I would dare say, and, you know, I give, uh, unfortunately, give credit in this department where credit is due. He is a wise uh, opponent. He is a wise adversary and he's smart. He has been no wise a dummy. And so if he couldn't figure it out and if he couldn't and he was there in the throne room of God, he was the covering cherub, uh, the anointed cherub. If a, a covering anointed cherub who was there at the day of creation, who knew some of the deep secrets of God, he doesn't know all of them. That's what tripped him up. But he doesn't know. You know, he, he knew some of the secrets of the Most High. If he couldn't figure out God's plan and was duped and, and played right into the Most High's hands concerning uh, Jesus, then I, it stands to reason that in the end times that he's going to play right into God's hands again. And, and we're going to be in, in the millennium and in, in the reign of Christ when it's all said and done, uh, Lord willing, we get, you know, we're all blessed to be there and we'll, we'll all be sitting around talking about it. And we'd, we're going to say, had they known, they would have never mm -hmm. gone that route. Had the Antichrist known, he never would have done it this way or that way. And so mm -hmm. I believe that that's what it's going to be. The end times is going to be everything it says it's going to be, but it's going to be in such a way until we're not going to really figure it out until after the fact. All of the dominoes are going to fall. All of the things are going to be in place. And then we're going to be sitting up going, oh, that's what he meant. Oh, it's like that. Oh, So I, I've kind of, I don't get into debates with people anymore because I, I just tell them, you know what? You could be right. You could be, and, and we'll all find out. And, and so that's my position on it. But yeah, that's my <laughs> long answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's that a great answer. Yeah, that wasn't that that wasn't that that long. I think it was great, um, and I think that you express a lot of the things that we that we're going through and that we feel as well. And I think that's just part of being in the body of Christ in these last days. That you know, we we all are curious. We're all you know searching. We're all trying to figure things out. Um, some things seem to be elusive. And, uh, you know, not exactly clear, but, you know, Paul said that we're going to see through a glass dimly, right? Darkly, yeah. really. I mean, so it's a, it's obscured, but as we get closer and closer, some things are becoming more obvious and more clear. Um, I like that, uh, that, that fact about things is that, you know, it's kind of, you feel like it's almost there that you can grab it. Yeah. And, 
you know, it's it's that it feels like it's that close oh, to being understanding everything. And of course, when we um, become, uh, you know, incorruptible uh, and be like him, we'll see him as he is and we will be like him. I mean, there's going to be a lot of things that we're going to learn very quickly, I think, and, and know. And, and, and that's going to be an amazing thing. And, you know, humans... We, we love to learn new things. We love mysteries and figure them out and stuff like that. And, and God's got so much in, in store for us. Um, th- this is going to feel like just a vapor of, of time. Uh, we just got to get through it. You know, we just got to get through it. But I'm telling you, it it's ramping up. I mean, oh, things yes. are ramping up to a point where it feels like we're on the cusp of exactly what Jesus said, which is there's not going to be a time that's worse than that ever before or ever after. Right. And I, I, I can see where that's leading. I mean, we can all see it happen on television every day where, and on news reports and other things that when that time comes, I mean, it's going to be no holds barred at that point. And uh, if you think that the people, you know, coming in as mercenaries like them are bad, I mean, consider a 200 million man army, <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. you were, you, you mentioned about, it's going to be no, no holds barred. I believe we're at a, a no holds barred point now. I think I, I, I look at it like this and I just, and I don't know if it's the pessimism in, in me and I'm an optimistic person, but um, it's to the point where I, I can't see, any stopping to this. I can't, it seems like there's no way for us to pump the brakes, so to speak. No, we're we're ramping up. And I remember a few years ago, you know, hearing preachers, you know, from the pulpit, just say, you know, if if the church would just get together, if the church would just stand up and rise up and do it. And and I I used to hear that. And and I I was one of those just toting, amen, you know, like, now I'm thinking, you know, if someone were to say that now, if the church would just stand, I'm like, I'm not thoroughly convinced that it would do any good at this point. I think <laughs> given up, and when I say given up ground, the church has been silent for so long on some things. We've been pushed out of the marketplace of mm-hmm. of ideas, and and we we don't have a voice except for religion. You know, we're we're invited mm-hmm. when we're invited to the table. It is just to say grace. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, you know you're you're, you're invited so to people of ideas, and and they don't want to hear from you. They just want oh, can you do the invocation, Pastor right. Brother? Yeah. You know, oh well, thank you so much. And, and now we can get to the uh, our evil business at plan. Now that you have blessed the you know the the house for us, and so we we've been out of the the arena as far as our voice being heard. To we're not policy makers. We're not. Those that and when we stand up at, at this point, if we were to stand up and rise up, we would look at I want heretics is not the word. If we would look at like haters, we're the haters now. You yeah. know, if we were to stand up and and speak with authority at this point in time, we look like you know crazed lunatics for following the scripture because we're that far gone. Right. So I I I don't have you know too much hope that that's you know the church could just rise up and stand up and then and then prophecy tells us otherwise as well too it does i think that we 
I think that we kind of need to um, understand that we are um, we are watching God's plan unfold. I mean, this is not that we, we we should not be trying to stop this. Um, I mean, you're you're working against God's plan at that point. Yeah. What we ought to be doing is making sure that nobody falls into the snare or the trap of Satan. And that if we see somebody going that way, we try to pull them back, right? Try to mm-hmm. pull them back from that. And then we also keep each other uh, sharp. We yeah. keep each other encouraged. And we do that for anybody who's who's tuning in to uh, this broadcast at any time. And we do that week after week. Um because that's really what our calling is here. We're here to continue to spread the good news of Jesus Christ that the day of salvation is today. For anybody who's not saved, come to the knowledge and the salvation of Jesus Christ and do it while the time is nigh because the time is getting short. And I think that's really what what we ought to be doing rather than trying to stand up against the machine which God has ordained to ultimately take over the world for a while here. I mean, that's just what God has chosen to do. And what he's, and why did he do it? He's doing it so that he can test the people. He can, mm-hmm. He's doing it to, to make one, basically one final test here before Jesus comes back to determine who are you going to serve. You know, um, talk about, uh, we talked about last week, you know, we're running out of road here. You know, we're <laughs> running out of real estate. Not much road left here. We got a bridge out. <laughs> down the road over there. Yeah. It's called a study of tribulation. And over the last three or four months, Larry, I don't know if you've been watching my videos, but I've been kind of um, sharing a lot of information about the Shemitah year. We're in a Shemitah year now. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the Shemitah year ends uh, on uh, 926. And the very first day of the beginning of the next seven-year cycle will be on 927, which, of course, will be Feast of Trumpets. And of course, nine twenty-seven is also alluded towards the uh, the Daniel nine twenty-seven agreement. And of course, we know that Daniel nine twenty-seven agreement is a seven-year agreement that transcends over a seven-year tribulation period. And the Shemitah cycle begins on the exact same day, nine twenty-seven of this year. So, mm-hmm. just from that alone, I believe we're running out of road. Okay, just from that alone, and on top of that. We're also, um, I talked about where we're going to be in the middle of uh, halfway through the next Shemitah cycle. We'll be in the spring of 2025. We, were all, we will also be in the middle of a solar, uh, at, the, at the top of the solar cycle, solar maximum. So at solar maximum, the sun, the sun is the most deadliest. And, of course, that aligns with uh, seven trun- the seven trumpet judgments that are released at the seven seal. Three and a half years into the tribulation period. The alignments can't get any better than they are right now. And um, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But you know what? Seeing what's happening right now in Canada and seeing what's going on right now with uh, there's so much more I want to talk about. But I'm wait till I put up my next report. Uh, we'll be talking about Planet X a lot now, what's going on with that. But uh, wow. Well, what, what do you guys think about the 2 two, yeah, 222? Uh, thing i mean is is it seems like you know listen that, not to put too much emphasis on it obviously but it is interesting that this date doesn't come around this time doesn't come around for another 400 years um you know people are talking about it certainly new age new agers are mm-hmm. all in on that that area <clears throat> but i mean what what are your takes on it what do you, what do you take what is your take on it uh pastor larry i mean you, do you just 
dismiss it. Don't look into it too much. What is it? Tell me. Um, I think I'm probably putting it in this the category of well, first of all, I don't believe that it's in because we're we're on a different calendar. So that's one of the things that I look at. This is a Gregorian calendar, and I there's not a whole lot that God does on the Gregorian calendar side of things. Uh, we often think that it does, and there's uh, so I would look at this date as almost like a false flag kind of uh, of a thing. That yeah, it may be something significant in the world on the world stage at some point. We're going to look back and go, yeah, that happened on that day, you know, or something, you know, something was signed, something was, you know, ratified or something that we would not, you know, that doesn't make the news, you know, that's, you know, earth shattering. And it may become significant later. I I believe that that's what, you know, uh, happens. A lot of documents and things are signed on certain days and it just, oh, it was signed. But then later in history, you look back and you go, that was significant. That was signed. Did you know, you know, you know, you get in there, and you, you, it's one of those interesting things. Did you know that on this day, it was, this was signed and that was signed or this was done? I think it's, it's either going to be something like that or it's going to be like, uh, December, uh, 2012. If you guys remember, we were all in an uproar about December of 2012. Uh, anybody see anything significant happen uh, 2012 on on that day that it was supposed to the Mayan calendar? It just ended and it just went out with a whimper, if I recall uh, correctly. Unless somebody can, you know, bring, you know, say otherwise, I don't think anything. So it's either going to be one of those kinds of things. That's what that's the way I look at this day. Good answer, Joe. What are your thoughts? Well, I've. I try not to study too much about the stars and all that because um, there's a fine line between, you know, what may interest you and what might be demonic. But, it, you know, it has no, no really no bearing on my life. But in 2012, from the Google Analytics I've studied, there was what you would call an awakening. People started searching many subjects online that some here may believe in, some may not. But one of them was Revelation, Tribulation, if you go to Google Analytics. So I think the Mayan calendar may not have been about the end of the world, but it may have been a time where things start to change. Mm. And I feel that since 2012, a lot of things have changed. I've seen some people I know from that point on in that particular year um, come to the Lord, see things for what they really are. I think the Gregorian calendar, like Larry says, yeah, it's – um. It's their calendar, but, you know, with the day's not over, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors, and not everything has to be shown to us. Right. Um, On 9-11, you know, on that particular day in September, um, there was things going on in the stars that I recently learned, everything with Zeus and some of the things that I've seen where there's been predictive programming for certain days and times is off the charts, I'm talking about thousands of examples. So you could go down that rabbit hole and just find a ton of them. So there's definitely things going on. And today, you know, yeah, something may happen today. You know, I'm thinking tomorrow may be the day, whether it's happening now. But, um, you know, the amount of 
persecution going on today, the amount of abortions that happened today, it's another bad day. You know, it's another bad day, you know, for, you know, for us and, um, you know, for the loss. But I think they do use dates and times and, you know, that's that's what they do. And we can't say it doesn't exist. So we have to admit that it does exist and you know, keep a watch out for it. But, um, you know, like like I said, like the, before with, the, you know, watching the stock market come down to that special number they like to use. And um, some of the things I've seen, I've seen numbers in a few of my dreams, but, you know, it's something to watch for. It's a dot to connect when something happens. So when we see it, it's like, oh, okay, they were kind of telling us. So it's just something else that encourages, you know, you know, what we're doing as far as trying to be watchmen. I think watchmen have to look at all things. You know, God didn't give us, you know, he didn't say don't look at these things, you know, but the enemy the enemy uses these things, whether they use it to communicate with each other, um, or to tell us, because that's part of the rule. Because I think in the end, when Satan stands in front of Christ, he's going to, this is a court battle. Anybody here that's gone to court or had a defense in court knows you have to have evidence. And if the devil can prove that he told us and we still did it, that he can't be guilty of what happened to us and what we did. And um, that's what he's doing. This is a court battle. So if he can prove Jesus a liar, if he can say, oh, this guy doesn't deserve a pass and he finds fault in Jesus, the whole thing crumbles. You know, so that's his objective. It ain't just to wipe us out. That's going to, you know, he's on that mission. But the objective is to just, if he can just prove God a liar one time, then he proves imperfection. And somehow that's what he's trying to do. Hmm. I agree with that. I absolutely, I was just having this conversation with someone last week. Um, it is a court battle. Uh, you go to, to uh, Job chapter one and Job chapter two. Uh, this is why Revelation, people talk about the first part of Revelation 12. They get, forget about the second part of Revelation to chapter 12, when that's the red dragon. And, and the proclamation that the angels give that he was cast down, that the accusers, uh, the accuser of our brothers are cast down. That's what he was doing when, when he, uh, came to Job. And if you, uh, look at some, uh, other extra biblical sources, uh, some of the uh, biblical Dead Sea Scrolls, some of those, uh, books, and I'm not sure where you guys fall in that, uh, with some of the other, uh, text, but the ones at least that are mentioned by, by scripture, by name. When you, when you look at that, you find out that Satan was in the habit of doing that to a lot of the patriarchs, mm-hmm. uh, challenging God on the validity of, you know, oh, this is your guy. This is the guy that you put, you know, well, look at him. He's, he's this, he's that. He, he was constantly doing that. So he doesn't just do it. He does it twice in Job, you know, not once, but twice, you know, oh, you know, yeah, you, he's worshiping you, but you know, you got, you know, you've blessed him with everything he's doing. This. That's the accusation. This is what he, he wants to do. He's, he's filling out his job, his new job description. And so that's, that's what he's been doing. So, but the, why he said that, why he's doing that, it is the court because that's what God was doing when he, when Job, show, I mean, when Satan showed up in Job chapter one and two, he was holding court. 
Right. God was, he was, he, when the sons of God came, there, it was a, a council meeting. It literally was a heavenly council meeting. And then, and Satan just comes in and is like, mm, you know, and just sits down in the council meeting like, yeah, well, where where have you been? What, what are you doing? What are you up to? No, I've been to and fro in the earth and uh, your people are, are a bunch of crap. You know, and they're, they're this, they're that. Oh, really? Well, have you considered this servant? Have you considered this is what it was? So this is always what he is doing. And so this is what he continued. Because if, if that weren't the case, then after the resurrection of Christ, everything should have been just done. Right? Mm-hmm. If, I mean, it was all over at that point. You know, hey, we won. He won. It, it's done. No, it was more than that. Yes, he's redeemed us. Uh, through the uh, the blood of the lamb. And then by his resurrection, he's justified us. But now after that, Satan, until until he is judged, he's still he's still trying to prove his case. He's right. still and, and people don't understand that really, truly, that's what the war in heaven was really about. He, he was dissatisfied with his position, looking at our position in the earth jealousies of our position. Wait, you're going to give this whole earth thing to them? You know, the questions happen in in not just the Old Testament, but, you know, all through the Psalms. What is man that you are mindful of? And what, what is the this question? This is the question that the angels, period, have been asking. There are some that are dare not but uh, uh, challenge God and are loyal to God to the end. But some of them, you know, when you read in Ephesians, it says that, you know, uh, talking about the manifold uh, wisdom of God now is revealed. Paul is talking about his his ministry to the Gentile. He talks about how he is the least of all the apostles. He goes, nevertheless, this grace has been given to me that I should preach forth the mysteries and show forth the manifold wisdom of God that would be revealed unto the heavenly hosts. Not to just us on earth, people on earth. And that's what we think the gospel is for. But he says, this is for the powers in heaven. And that it would be revealed by who? The church. So the the ecclesia is the entity that is, is, has been for the last 2,000 years revealing different uh, facets of the wisdom of God, not just here to people on earth, but to the powers that are in heaven as well. Amen. Amen. Yeah, All right. You're good. Okay. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, yeah, Pastor Larry. Yeah, it is so true that everything that God does is for a purpose. It's for a reason. Every single person that's watching out there, there's a purpose for you and your life. And some, not all of us know our calling right away, but you know what? That doesn't mean you don't have one, right? I mean, right. we know what we're really supposed to do, get out and spread the gospel, good news of Jesus Christ, that message of grace. Uh, there's, you know, that is our primary purpose. Right. Uh, but did he not say, seek these the, the kingdom of heaven first? And all these other things will fall into place. And and that is what we need to do, seek Seek him first, always, always. And, I, and, I was, and, and for those those people out there that always think about what can I do, how can I do it, I don't have these gifts or I don't have the skills, 
you know, prayer is a weapon. And that's why a lot of people don't realize the power of prayer. It's just the devil, you know, people are too worried and consumed about, am I, you know, am I doing enough for the kingdom or how do I do it? You could ditch people that will never leave a bed and will accomplish more with prayer than, than, than some people that, you know, are walking. And uh, whether it be, you know, putting stickers out, flyers out, drive around your neighborhood, pray for your neighborhood, ask God and the Holy Spirit to indwell the neighborhood, pray for the children, pray for the pregnant women that are sitting at home right now. Oh, God, I got a story to tell you. Deciding to keep the baby or not keep the baby. I mean, people got problems. Just drive down your neighborhood. Look at each house. They're all, each and every one of them have problems. So we walk away from that. You know, we go to church and we say prayers and and that's great. You know, but you're in the counter store at lunchtime and you see the cop. Say a prayer of protection for the cop. Say Mm -hmm. a prayer of protection for the cop to make the right choices today as he's getting attacked left and right from the enemy's soldiers. I'll tell you this quick story. Somebody... um, I was told this story this week where a young woman got pregnant and I never heard something like this in my life. This really must go on. So I was told that she, she, she's pregnant and the person that told me works with the father. They're not married. A young, young couple, 20s, maybe a little younger. The family took a vote on whether or not she should keep the baby. And the father had no say in it. And the father comes from a family of believers. I can't say much about the other side because I don't know them. And I certainly, but I can only tell by their fruits what's going on over there. But these are the things going on. People are taking votes to send this girl to go get, you know, attacked physically and murder the kid. Mm-hmm. You know, she could have had the kid, given it up. You know, but these are the things going on in people's homes today. And they're they're people that you work with. You know, there is a lot of garbage going on that's really, you know, people just don't talk about it. When I heard this story, and I listen, I've heard a lot of bad things in my life. But when I heard that they sat down and took a vote, like drawing straws, like what's the difference between drawing a straw, taking a vote or giving your verbal vote? Like I think about like when, you know, when they did that to Jesus, like, hey. Should we murder this guy? Should we rape that? What is the difference? And these are the things that people are okay with doing now. You know what I mean? And I think to myself, that father sat there and had to hear these votes and he didn't have a say. And then it's like, how do you, how do you expect this guy, you know, if he's not saved, you got a 50-50 shot that, you know, he may get violent with these people. He may snap. You know, like this is the this is what the devil's doing to people. He's got them so jammed up with their self indulgences and their selfishness that they're taking votes on a baby. You will, most of you, I'm sure, have kids. I don't have kids. I couldn't imagine that happening. Like, how do you be a hero in that situation? The only thing I could say is, you drive around, you pray for these evil for these people that are doing evil things, not knowing what they're doing. Because maybe, just maybe, the Holy Spirit can, I I know the Holy Spirit can strike people, okay? Maybe God can send her a dream. Maybe your prayers can help save this child. And these are the things that people, we don't, you know, we talk about it, but we just, we don't see the other side of it a lot. Like, you're not going to see the blessings of your prayers, the fruits of your prayers, most likely till you get in heaven. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, that's part of faith. You have faith. I've seen some miracles happen. 
Um, and they're beautiful, but there's so much more going on that, you know, we need prayer warriors and, you know, the, uh, the evils like, like what you said before, uh, Pastor Larry, about tribulation just warming up, like it's going to be horrific. And this is just an example. People taking votes like this is, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't know what else to say, but I never I never would imagine in my lifetime I'd see that. How do you be a hero? Everybody here would want to run in and try and save that kid. And there's not a thing we can do about it except pray. If you want to be a hero, go get shot in your arm. That Now you're a hero. <laughs> yeah, but they were pushing that narrative. How, how dumb was that? <laughs> so, yeah. Tell it like it is, Bob. Go yep. on. Stupid. Shoot yourself in the foot. Same thing. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, you know, listen, I, I, it, there's stuff going on here right now that uh, this is going to escalate. We know it's going to escalate. We see it happening, especially what's going on with the Ukraine. Um, you know, it just put sanctions on Russia. Uh, it, it, this, I mean, this stuff is happening so quickly. Granted, some of this stuff can stall, too. God is in control. We have to remember he is always in control. How many times can we say that something we do do think is going to happen? God says, oh, I'm going to put the brakes on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll He'll do that. And, and he'll, he'll surprise even the global elite, I'm sure, because the global elite has plans, and they probably were hoping to have stuff done already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not up to them. It's not, it's not up to man. Uh, you know, so, um... I was watching a thing from uh, Stephen Bendenoon. He, he did a video a little while ago about how the Orthodox Jews are clearing out of New York now. And the last time they cleared out of New York was back in, well, right before 9-11. And they got some insight about what was coming. And basically, um, I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen, but I do know they've been throwing around a lot about that whole nuclear narrative. It's been going around a lot right now. And Russia's doing nuclear uh, retaliation drills, okay? It costs a lot of money to do all that stuff. It takes a lot of work. You're not going to do it for nothing. They're getting ready for something, okay? And, you know, if we attack Moscow, they're going to attack Washington. And I don't think it, there's no surprise that these truckers are going to Washington right now. You know, it's going to turn into a war zone there, and it just – you know what? And then I think ultimately they'll blame it on Russia. You know, that's why that's why Nuke came in there. I believe that. But what's nice about that whole concept, though, is this, that the rapture resurrection and dreams and visions here always happens right around the nuclear explosion. You know, that is a game changer. I don't care what you say. That's a game changer when you drop a nuke on New York and destroy the entire city. That's a game changer in this country. It's going to change everything forever, okay? And it's going to change everything drastically in this country. You can kiss your bank accounts goodbye, everything goodbye. They have ultimate control over everything. Yes, they lost the city, and you have nuclear fallout there, okay? But that's okay. They're going to – that gives them control of the rest of the country, you know? So the fact that the Orthodox Jews are clearing out of there right now and going going into like a, I forgot where they were heading. They're heading up north. I know that. So that's what they're doing right now. And it's, like I said, the last time they did this was right before 9-11. So it has to make you think. That makes you, you think. Know? 
And if the thing is, what's scary for me, like I live right, I said this before, I live at the crossroads of America right here, Route 30 and 41, right up in uh, Northwest Indiana. It's like the number one <laughs> target we want to drop a nuke at. You know, it's like 10 minutes from my house, right that way. <laughs> you know, yeah, so steel mills, they don't want, they don't want you rebuilding anything if that's what it necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ready so, to move, Bob? What's that? You ready to move? No, <laughs> I don't think we have much time left. Yeah. I really don't. I really don't see us have much time left. No sense trying to move. You're ready to go. That's yeah. Just, yeah. Just not to another home, to a heavenly home. Right. Mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah. 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 Amen. Oh man. Uh, well, we do have that video, Bob. You wanna? You want me to bring that up? Yeah. Go ahead and bring it up. Okay. Yeah. It's very <clears throat> disturbing. Uh, but you know, of course. Listen, this is what's going on today. Just want to get a coffee, okay? Why Can is I the get camera in my face right now? Are you, you here for Look at his eyes. You walk right up now, to you're me. in the red zone. I'm scared. I want to go for a coffee down there. Okay. Can I, can you, I go for a coffee? Where is your residence, still being arrested Pardon? right now? Do you now? live in this? No, you're not excluded here, from that. I, I'm where do you live? Alberta. Time for you to leave. I can't even go down there for no, a coffee. No, go grab You're yourself in the red zone right now. If you don't leave right now, you will be arrested. Do you understand me? I can't go for a coffee. Grab yourself because if we see you, we'll be patrolling all day. If we see you again, it'll be different. Leave. I tell you, take your camera and get out of here. Do you understand that? Walk away. Your phone doesn't need to be in our face when you're walking away. Go. Are you gonna walk yes, or are I, you gonna get arrested? I, I was Go walking now. away. Get out of here. Oh my goodness. Hope you can go to sleep at night. Wow. So, yeah, according to the official story, the truckers needed to be stopped immediately because they were disrupting the daily life of people living in Ottawa. And now this is life for people living in Ottawa. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. This is Luke Kodowski here of WeAreChange.org. And we have a lot. I think that's enough of Luke for now. Um, You know what, though? I mean, God, that's just so disturbing to watch people uh, in power just, you know, get power hungry and just, um, you know, this is a red zone. It's like, who 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 did who who made that a red zone and why you know it's just like the, the guy probably couldn't even answer that but the point is is like he's I, I understand he's doing his job but you can do your job in a, in a different way I mean you you don't have to do it like that you don't have to get rough with somebody and push somebody and assault somebody because you you've got a you know a police on your thing I mean you you can choose a different path but. You can tell, like he's he he's got he's got a power complex. Um, it's it's just it's so sad how our fellow humans are treating each other, and we are commanded to love one another. That there was no love going on there. I can tell you that. Yeah, you look in their eyes; they're just uh, they're you know they're all, all of them are just looking for a fight. Yeah, and somebody uh, Sarah, I think Joe talked about it. Someone put a comment section here. Um, these are not, uh, these are not Canadians. These are imported troops, UN troops. Okay. And, you know, this woman wasn't armed, you know, nothing like that. She's no threat. She's no threat. 
no threat at all. But now, the camera, I guess the camera's a threat to them, right? Because she's he's right. like, get that camera out of here. Well, don't show us. We want to be you know, obscured, hidden in the dark, doing what we do. You know, you know, don't don't put shine a spotlight on us. I mean, that alone tells you they know they're they actually somewhat know they're not doing something right. If listen, if they're so you know wonderful and so honorable, wouldn't they want to have this this video posted everywhere all over the world to show how honorable they're 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 doing in their job? Doesn't right. seem like it. Well, and they're not wearing a mask, right? They have a COVID, they're not in COVID yeah, yeah, so they don't yeah. even look into the rules. They don't believe the rules. Well, by the way, those you know. I mean, we can say this, Greg. The CDC has already said those cloth cloth masks are ineffective. Yeah, yeah. and not only that, outdoors it's virtually impossible. To outdoors, get right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, well, anyway. the thing is, too, if you look at what they did. They, they, you know, he's complaining about the camera being in in their face, but she right. was the one standing still. And yeah. they walked to her. Yeah. So they, they walked within the sight of the camera rather than her walking up to them, putting the camera in their face. Right. They put their face in her camera from my point of view. That's so, <laughs> I mean, that was that. Was that. And then, too, for uh, you, to me, this is what happens when people are scared. So anyone with authority is going to begin to abuse that authority because they themselves are fearful. Mm-hmm. People are, you know, they're, they're on high alert. So they've been told, God knows what they've been told at headquarters before they are, are you know, when they're briefed to go out into the field. So, you know, they're given instructions and say, you know, absolutely this, this, that, or the other. So you have that. Then you have people who have uh, what I like to call Barney Fife, uh, complexes uh, you know nothing is really truly going on but they want it to be because they want to be the hero or they want to be the the one that does something something's got to happen so inadvertently you'll either make it happen so it, there's a lot of dynamics to to this but it is the climate that they the those the powers that be have created it like that and so this is what i said the reason why i mentioned about you we have no idea what what they how they were briefed before they went out into the field. There are mandates and things that go go on in uh, squad rooms uh, for for police and law enforcement that they're given certain mandates that the rest of us aren't aren't given. And it may be something you know important, and it may be something not important. And oftentimes we we're never privy to that, and so they're they're on this high alert a lot of times for no reason you know they're on the you know why because of what they were told at the squad room you know and so these are just and then you just got people that that shouldn't be police officers they don't have the mentality they don't have the demeanor they don't have the uh, psychological proper psychological profile to that i've seen it uh, so many times on on and it's and many times it's that was her camera but many times it's their own cameras that are doing it a lot of times. I have a question though. Do you, she's going down to get a coffee. I mean, obviously, I mean, unless it's, I guess it's possible that place was closed, but I'm assuming that the place was actually open. Yeah. And that she could get a cup of coffee. So by them turning her away and saying, you can't get a cup of coffee, they're also hurting that business, whatever business she was going to go to. I mean, what, what mm-hmm. good is this doing for, 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 for the community? That's 
you know, th that's ultimately what you got to what you got to think about is like they're there to protect and serve the community. How is this doing that? And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I think that they that they do that they do know that they have get, they've got this inner struggle that's in with them. But they're but they certainly are giving up to the dark, darker side of things very easily and that and that they you know and even to the point where they're they're getting rough with her and they're doing all these other things i mean look you could be like you know what we're really sorry about this but we've been told by our superiors that you're not allowed to go down the street to get a cup of coffee i don't i don't know why but you know what if if you give me the money i'll go down there and get you a cup of coffee they could have done that yeah now that would have been serving their community right but but I mean they took the actual actual the actual opposite 180 degree from that, and it just it, it just makes you wonder like, um, are these going to be the same people that are going to go into the tribulation and ultimately like become like the army of the Antichrist and just the you know the executioners, um, mm -hmm. the ones who are going to um, you know force people uh, you know into the to to, to behaviors that people don't want to do. And if you don't do it and you believe in Lord Jesus Christ, well, you're going to get your head cut off. Sorry. I mean, it's just go, go there. Well, they're not going to say, sorry. They're just going to be like, go. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, these guys here is that um, the Bible says that those who, uh, if you live by the sword, you must die by the sword. So these guys yeah. here, you obviously, they're going to be shooting everybody, killing everybody. So they'll have to be killed the same yeah. manner. So I like that, for them. That's yeah, absolutely they true. Better shape up. Yeah, you better shape up. Right. Yeah. Criminals. Well, I mean, yeah, we don't know specifically about them, but you know, the people that you are speaking of in general, obviously. Well, here's another thing too. If they are saved, they're gonna they're, they're gonna be like, hey, um, he's gonna be like, you did not help my people. You did not clothe people. You did not feed them. You did not give them drink. You did not do these things. When did we not do that, Lord? Well, when you didn't do to the least of these, you didn't do it to me. I mean, she is one of the least of those. She has no power. They could have helped her. But, I mean, they're, they're, they're basically turning their back on, on their fellow citizens. And, Bob, you're absolutely right. They, they, go de they keep going down that path. Mm -hmm. They're going to get what they deserve, basically. They're going to mm -hmm. get what they dole out. I can't see all cops going forward with this. I don't think you guys can either. Uh, and by no means are we stating here by what we're showing, are we saying, oh, yeah, we, we, we're anti-law enforcement. That's not what we're saying. This is not a public statement uh, on that matter. We are just showing how there can be people in the world who do not serve like Christ. And obviously are, uh, you know, going with the, the one world order. They're going with the new world order. Um, you know, here's the sad part. I can't see all of us doing this, though. I can't see, I just can't no. see everyone doing this. But here's the saddest part, Greg, is that the people who are cheering on this behavior That's what they said, are right? the exact same people who who get upset when when cops actually do the right thing. And they and then they call them, you know, racist or whatever name they want to call them that week. Usually, it's racist followed by other things. But I mean, 
that it's it's like these same people that are in favor of this type of behavior are not in favor of actual law of actual practicing law and serving and bringing people to justice those same people right would uh, and i think that's that's really what's disturbing the most is like i just saw a poll today that said that 65% of democrat leaning voters support Justin Trudeau and what he's doing in Canada. I mean, that tells you everything right there that you just need to know. These are the same people. They're always the same people who, who, who practice lawlessness, who want lawlessness. And when they see law and order, they hate it and they want to get rid of it. And they want to have open this and no bail and, and let the guy go and, and this and that. But when there's somebody who's actually lawful, it's like beat them down, beat them down, teach them, teach them a, a lesson. And it, it's just like, it's just flipped upside down. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. The, you know, in the last days they were going to call wrong, right and right, wrong. It, right. And it's going to, and it's the way it is now. It's, you know, it's not murder. It's, it's, it's choice. That's what yeah. they call it. You know, it, it it's it's not you know it, it's it, it's it's not you know uh, racist it's you know they, there's always a different spin and i i find it it's interesting that we use that word spin what kind of spin are they going to put on it so it is always a way it's to justify right being wrong and wrong being right yeah it's the spin so it's the spin it's the turnaround of of how they actually can use uh, words to justify the wrong or justify that that something is right when it's not. This is have you noticed that they like they put they try to put you on the defensive like right away? Yeah, absolutely for for taking the actual right and yeah, and you're because you're so puzzled by it. You go what what wait what <laughs> you know you're 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 literally you know your mind can't catch up with just what right. just happened to you or what someone just said to you. Right. you, you know even if they question if, even if it's a question because it's in your mind it's not a question, you right. know, uh, you know this is the right thing. Well, what do you mean it's the right thing? And right. and then the very question goes, wait, what what did you just ask me? why is that right or what you know it, it's it's almost like it's inconceivable in your mind that's, that's what those that's what those journalists did to the supporters of this 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 convoy they actually like called them up reached out to them and and gave them a question and said you're you did this and this why are you supporting this or that or why did you do that you know they immediately put them on the defensive. And that that's, I mean, and like you said, it happens so fast that, I mean, you're immediately accused and, and you're found guilty in their eyes. And, and you got to dig yourself out of the hole. I mean, you don't, you don't have time to attack them on their position because you're trying to defend yours. Yeah, well, it's not only that, but you, 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 ha your mindset is to the point it's a psychological thing. And this, this just took for me, this just goes to show how smart our savior was because they did this to him all the time. Oh yeah. The Pharisees and the scribes did this to Christ all the time. 
Mm-hmm. Well, which is it? Is it the, you know? And so to how do you? Because for me, I'm I'm very linear in my thinking, so I, I'm easy. I, you know, people will trip me up pretty easy because it's like, you know, well, which one do you know? Which one is right? This one or this one? And you know, the true answer would be neither. But you go, well, uh, well, this one has it must this be one, one of them. <laughs> and then, you know, because psychologically, you just go to to that. You just go, okay, you're 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 arguing with what's presented to you. Christ never did that. He'd step on. He's like, well, let me ask you a question. And this is that. And, you know, I have friends that, you know, far as I'm, I think of these things, but it's usually after the fact, you know, five minutes after the conversation is mm-hmm. over. I'm like, ah, should have. I wish I would have said that. I wish I would have said that. I'm, I'm, you know, but, but Christ was so, and these are the things, but I, I look at it like this too. The system is evil. The whole thing. We're sitting here arguing over whether someone is right wing or left wing. I submit to you that it's two wings of the same bird. Yeah. It, it, the whole system is evil. We're sitting here looking at this wing over here flapping and this wing over there flapping. And it's like, it's the same bird. It, the whole system is evil. The same system that will have me. So, so let, let me give, give you a big, you know, picture of what I mean by that. Uh, because everything gets hijacked. Sure. Everything. So when, when George Floyd happened, people said, okay, Black Lives Matter, which was an out, originally an outcry for the injustices that were happening to people of color. But it got hijacked. Have you looked at Black Lives Matter charter? They've put LGBT and and this and this and that. What did that have to do with George Floyd? Nothing. But everybody jumped in it. And so now they have a charter that nowhere resembles justice. So on the one hand, to, to people who aren't studied and understand, they go, yeah, Black Lives Matter. And then people who are conscious, you know, that have read the charter go, how could you support that? And you're like, well, how could you not? And now we're bickering and arguing over, you know, because when I say Black Lives Matter, I mean justice for people of color that that have otherwise received injustice. But I didn't know that all this other stuff was added to the charter, all of this, all this agenda. So the same people, you know, Democrats will report uh, uh, support justice and 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 all of that, but they support, you know, abortions too. But then the same people that, but so in order for me to vote for one, I have to vote against another. That's how evil the system is. The the system is so evil it will have me. We're sitting here for the first time. I did not vote. And people, you know, now I, I'm I'm receiving flack from people of color because you know your ancestors died so that you could have a right to vote, and and everything. And I was like, I cannot do it. I cannot. And this is me. I'm not telling everyone else what to do. Please, please hear me when I say this. This was a personal choice of of mine so that my conscience could be satisfied some kind of way. But it's the whole system was evil. I felt like. When you have to vote for the lesser of two evils, guess what? It's still evil. <laughs> it's, well, 
In this case, you had one one side that was saying, um, "If you don't vote for me, then you're then Larry, you're you're not black." Exactly. And then you had the other side, which said, "If I ever run, I'm going to run as a as a Republican because they can be fooled the easiest." Yes, that he did. Yes. So I mean. Who are you going to vote for in that respect? I mean, you're going to vote for the guy who basically has just told you that you're not black if you don't vote for him, or are you going to vote for the other guy who basically says, well, I'm going to actually do exactly what he thought that I was going to do, which is I'm going to fall for it and vote for him. So, you know, there's no no win situation there, is it? It was, And that's the way I felt. And so I'm not – and by by no means am I telling anyone, you know, on this panel or anyone in the audience to to do what I did – but I'm just giving you a picture, something to think about we're, we're, where we are in our society. That's how evil the, the whole thing has become. It is so evil that there is no clear side of, of right and wrong. You know, I would say 20 years ago, you could have even the resemblance of a, of a you know, thing. And, and we could sit here and argue over, you know, I remember people arguing over Republican and Democrat, you know, years ago. And I'm thinking... You know, well, he makes a good point. He, you know, now there there is no point. Well, twenty years ago, we—I mean, you have to remember what, what was happening twenty years ago. We were going into Afghanistan, yeah. and we were about ready to start a war up with Iraq, um, yeah. and uh, and we were not actually getting down to the bottom of nine eleven in any possible way, not shape, bad. or form. Yeah. So, I mean. You know, just 20 years ago, uh, you got you got to look at that and go, wow, that was pretty bad back then. And of course, the Patriot Act took away a lot of our freedoms and so Absolutely. forth. And of course, whenever they call it something, you know that it's exactly doing the opposite, right? So <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. that's the one thing you got to know about. But don't worry, don't worry about about that, Terry, because we we've um, Larry, because we've uh, we've talked about uh, Donald Trump possibly being one of the 10 Kings and being, uh, you know, po- a possible problem in the future. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we've railed on all parties Absolutely. and all people. Yeah, in parties on this I'm kind of scratching my head here. Cause I can't, I, you know, and I, I never thought we would be here. Um, yeah. He talked about, you know, he never in his life would he see the, the, you know, someone voting to for, you know, whether a woman should have in a family anyway, that, you know, whether that, you know, she should have an abortion or not. And I, I'm I'm just I am so I'm not shocked anymore, but I am appalled and uh, uh, at some of the things that are going on. And I'm just shaking my head. Uh, and when I say and, and that's terrible for two to say that we're not surprised at things. That we've gotten to that point where we're not shocked by. I mean, I, I know I am. Where, you know, yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, I, I think it's horrible. I think it's you know horrendous. I think, but I'm not surprised by it. You know, yeah. it's like, hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. that's within the realm of possibilities these days. There was right. a guy. There was a guy that had to deal with all this when uh, we said when we say that you know up is down, down is up, right is wrong, wrong is right, mm-hmm. and. I always say the television was, you know, my first big sign of that we're in the end times because you know, you'll see the witnesses rise worldwide. And now we're here, we're talking about all these horrific things and how things don't make any logical sense anymore. And there was a guy that had to live this way for hundreds of years, keep his family close to him. And that was Noah. Hmm. And Noah 
was told what to do, and we were told what to do too. And we were told that, as in the days of Noah, is when I'm coming back. So it's just more confirmation that we are in the days of Noah. You know, back in the 50s when things were good or, you know, good for most people or, you know, evil wasn't uh, pouring out of every corner and every cell phone. It was a little better. Everybody will agree then. It was there was a little bit more respect anyway. Mm -hmm. But um, Mm -hmm. that's just another sign that, you know, it's over. Yeah. I think about that, too. What's that? I used to tell my dad, I was like, Dad, I think I was born in the wrong era. And he would look at me. Of course we were. Because, you know, what my grandfather always says he's still alive, 90 years old. That was the best time. You know, well, you got to enjoy it. That's why, you know, they never, you know, they're not flustered because they just had the greatest time. But that's a small that's a small window of good time. What's was am I correct in somebody saying that that was the greatest generation? Wasn't that a saying or something by someone? Yeah, Eisenhower. They say Eisenhower, Eisenhower yeah. was the best. Yeah, thing. and and I he he may I mean from one perspective he he probably was right. Yeah, because uh, every was, man every man could get a job and have a house, have a family, put his kids in school, knowing that they're okay, they're not being abused, they're not being touched. If somebody touched your kid inappropriately, they dragged you out in the street. Whether you were a greaser or you were this other guy, there was always that level of respect where, hey, don't mess with the community. And my father's this person, and I know your mom, and don't make me take you home to your mom. Yep. You know, don't, you know, you're like, oh, you know. Now the kids are shooting the parents. Like, so, you know, it's a huge sign of the days of Noah. And Noah had to live with this garbage for hundreds of years. Consider ourselves lucky. Yeah, well, he preached for 120. Just, you know, to get people to, to do right, you right. know, and they refused. Right. Mm. All that preaching, all that he won over were, were his sons and wives and his, <laughs> his well, wife. That's all he had. No, Noah saved three people. I mean, I, well, outside of his family, he saved three people because uh, it, uh, uh, the the scriptures prove out that, that Noah's sons didn't find their wives until just a, a, a few weeks before the flood actually showed up. So that was it out of all, out of 120 years of preaching, you know, outside of him, seven people, his wife, mm-hmm. three sons and, and three daughter-in-laws. And that's why Larry, when you say you talk to these people and you feel like, am I in the twilight zone? Yeah. It's because twilight zone. that's what I couldn't think of. That That's because they're in the time of Noah, the same way lot. Like, listen, Lot reminds me like when I was like younger, not like that mindset, like, oh, I'll dabble a little bit. But I still like I always knew God was real. Right. We always had a relationship. But I was young, immature, irresponsible. And I was a child. So I would do stupid things. And then I would still you can never take the faith of Christ out of me. That was always there. Thank God. But like, you you know, Lot lost his way. But just to show you how many people came out of Sodom, and even then his wife on the way out wouldn't listen either. She had to see, you know, she was addicted to the lifestyle. And um, these people today are just as bad. You know, people Uh, in our families. Technically, his daughters went astray, too, because they got him drunk uh, in a cave and and slept with him. So, you know. that That was all Sodom living in their veins. Exactly. Well, well, guys, let's keep this like PG. Please come on, you know. So, uh, I'm, just kidding. About that. I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> Sorry, that's, right. that, 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 that's why we don't cast pearls before the time. Because you're banging yeah. your head against the wall, 
And you're lucky to have this many people here. I'm lucky to have one person in my house and we're on the same level. We know what's going on. You're lucky to have, if you know one person, you're lucky. You're lucky. Amen. That's why, that's why these groups, these groups and online platforms do really well because everybody's trying. The body of Christ is looking for the light and for the truth and understanding. They're looking for sanity and they're looking for, uh, you know, they're just they're, they're looking for the Holy Spirit and the uh, Holy Spirit is, you know, out there in the world, it's hard to see sometimes. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in in the words of of Pastor Larry, uh, of of two evils, choose neither. Right? I think that's yeah. uh, that's a Spurgeon quote, actually. Um, wow, I'm yeah. with you with that, Larry. <laughs> I was going to credit it to you, but uh, okay, <laughs> Charles Spurgeon, it is. um but yeah so um guys yeah listen let's get into questions um i haven't grabbed too many so far but uh i guess uh, i only have one word chester 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 (laughs) chester come on bob let's lead off with chester we always lead off with chester i'm sure that chester said he's got some leftover questions for you too i I put one up sorry we got left. I, I got them in the email here, so I could just read them to you. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Do this. I won't be able to get through all of them. I'll get to someone. It says, uh, Will the mark of the beast be announced in the first three and a half years of the seven year tribulation, then be mandatory in the second three and a half years? At least the first three and a half years. The mark of the beast is uh, it's uh, fulfilled three and a half years into the tribulation because that's an abomination desolation. And that's when the image speaks. And it causes all both small and great rich for reading bond to receive a mark in the right hand forehead, Revelation 13. But up until then, you're going to see a lot of um, things that are leading up to that. I believe they will be executing people on behalf of it going forward up to that point before the actual mark is actually, you know, implemented. You know, they're, they're, you know all they're doing right now is just like we're doing with the trucker. They, they're creating the narrative. They're creating the they're they're teaching everybody, hey, you die if you disagree. Okay? And so when the market beast comes along, you die if you disagree. Okay? You die. All right. So I think there will be a lot of people, a lot of people are gonna be dying in the first three and a half years anyways, because uh the uh, seals in the fifth seal, we opened the fifth seal, we saw all the souls beneath the altar that were that were beheaded for the gospel. So you have that going on right there, but I don't think the Bible doesn't say that those people refused to mark or did it. I'm gonna make sure about that. No, the fifth seal doesn't say that they refused the mark, but um, but you can infer that it's possible that's part of that. It also says that how long are you gonna continue this until you avenge our blood? And then the and the answer is wait longer until more of your fellow brethren are. You have to also remember that the 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 harlot system is drunk on uh, on the blood of the wine of the saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, in, in addition to that, the beast system devours the harlot system. So the harlot system comes first, persecutes those who believe in Christ and kill them. And John marvels at a lot of those things. Um, and then, of course, the, the beast uh, then devours the harlot and then has its own system. So, yeah, you're absolutely right, Bob. There's going to there's gonna be martyrdom going on all throughout uh, the tribulation. But I agree with you that it, it seems like that the mark of the beast would actually be implemented after he has declared himself as God 
and then an image is made, and then and then uh, those who are you know are made to worship him at that point, uh, who you know was who died by the sword, and then came back. Who can make war with this beast? Uh, it seems like at that point, that's when the mark of, mark of the beast is rolled out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually another one of the questions he asks is, will the shot to the arm become mandatory enough to cause citizens to be locked up for refusing it? Yes. It'll, it'll go even further. It's just a training protocol to get everybody used to the idea. You refuse what we're enforcing on you, you die. That's what they're trying to teach everybody. Right now, they're just trying to teach everybody, if you refuse, we shut down your bank account. But later on, during the tribulation after the rapture, like we were talking about earlier, Pastor Larry, no holds barred. There's no holds barred right now. There's no there's no holds barred on your rights. That's what they're doing. But later on, it's going to be no holds barred on your bank accounts and your financial institutions. Then later on, it's going to be no holds barred on your life. You know, I I, I think I agree with that wholeheartedly. See, it's always a ramping up. You how you know, you cannot uh, stick a a frog into hot boiling water and he won't jump out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, that's that's what happened. You throw a frog in hot boiling water. He's out of there. Boom. But if you put him in tepid water and gradually turn the heat up. The frog will boil to death because he is unaware that he, the heat is rising at that uh, level incrementally. It's, it's a, it's this, we're fighting a battle of degrees. And so what you, they're doing is at degrees where, where they're just gaining, inching, 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 till you've given up rights. You've given up, given up rights. You've given up this. You've given up that. What, what happens is where, where it comes into the mark of the beast, uh, you mentioned about uh, the 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 uh, the um, oh what the the harlot system, yep. the harlot system, and, and a lot of these things. What happens in in Revelations? How we do things. Two things about Revelation. One, Revelation isn't written in exact chronological order, so there's sure. a lot of back and forth. Be, what what John is doing is showing you how he saw the vision. Yeah. So uh, when when he says that he was taken up and he was in the spirit on the Lord's day, you have to understand he stepped into eternity for a moment. Right. Time is here for us so that we know whether we're coming or going because we're finite creatures in eternity. You ever notice how he always say it? It is. It is. It is. It's always is. It never was or. Right. So, so he, you don't have a, a sense of time, whether, you know, you're just seeing things that happen to you. Now you come, you step back in time. Now he has to write all of this stuff out. And then he's like, okay, I saw this and I saw that and I saw that. So one of the things that uh, in, in Revelation and, and one of the keys to understanding it's one, it's not necessarily in chronological order. Second uh, thing is, is that it's not always uh, uh, one thing after another. Many of these things are done simultaneously. And mm-hmm. so one of the things that I want to point out for, for uh, people is that the, the harlot system and the beast system, although the harlot system precedes the beast system, they're going at the same time. They're, they're actually in the world operating at the same time. One precedes the other. Sure. One started before, just like the horsemen. 
the horsemen go and ride at simultaneously. It's not then, you know, death. You, you've had, and they've been riding for, for hundreds of years. People don't realize that too. It's, it's the frequency of how they start. So that by the time you start getting into eschatological uh, signs and things, it's just the frequency in which they happen. They're ramping up. They're just going boom, 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 You know, they're just they're just going, and you're like, whoa, well, you know. And now we're we talked about how we feel things. We we can't slow things down. We that's the end times. That's what the end times does. They it ramps up. So these things are moving simultaneously. They started really, really slow. You know, and and the first horseman, the conquering horseman, conquers. What what is the conquering? It's not. I used to get conquer mixed up with with uh, with war because I didn't understand what 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 conquering is done without war. It's 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 what's going on in our time now. The uh, you know people gaining ground politically and things. That, what are they doing? They're conquering without. There's no bloodshed. They're just they're conquering ground. They're gaining ground. They're gaining political power. They're gaining political uh, 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 authority. They're they're making laws. They're, they're, all of these things. They're they're pushing forth their agenda. All of these things have been going on, and then the next one starts. So I always liken this as if you start, you know, you you slap a, a horse on the rump and he takes off running, and then you give you look at your watch. And then you slap the next horse on on the rump, and then he takes off running. They still are running, and they're running together. They're running, but one's just a little bit further ahead than the other. But they're all it's all going all simultaneously. So what's happening in the end times? The the harlot system is there, and it started first, but the beast system is right there with her, and it's all going at the same time. And what's going to happen is the frequency in which things are happening. You're going to see the frequency of laws being changed. And you're not going to, we're not even recognizing uh, one of the things, and I don't mean to ramble on, but what I want to say is one of the things that I believe that uh, Ronald Reagan was, uh, the uh, assassination attempt was on his life, uh, just as some of our other leaders like uh, Kennedy when he talked about doing away with secret societies, no sooner than he says that, then he's, you know, they, they, they put a bullet in his head. Uh, Ronald Reagan wanted line item veto. And if you don't know what line item veto is, he, he, I remember watching, it was the first president that I ever paid attention to because it was the first president that I was uh, even remotely getting old enough to vote. I, I missed voting for him, but I was able to vote for the next president. He puts a stack of papers on when he addressed Congress. And he says, this is the, uh, it was some ketchup bill or something, uh, you know, but it had all this fluff in there. And he wanted line item veto. In other words, he wanted to be able to sign a bill into law, but veto certain lines of it, certain aspects of it to, to trim the fat, so to speak. They didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Not shortly after that, that he said that the assassination attempt on his life. So yeah, what's too bad. Line item veto is a good thing. Yes. You know, what, the one thing we want to clear up, though, is that just because, I mean, look, the, the book of Revelation, chapter 12, is an overview. It finishes, like, way down the road, and then it goes yes. into 13, so it can't possibly be in chronological order. But that doesn't necessarily mean, like somebody said, well, if it's not in chronological order, then the mark is already here and the beast system's already oh, no, no, no. totally in place. 
that's a fallacy argument. That's a yeah, fallacy no, that, logic. That's and, not and what that, I don't want to play into that. That has nothing to do with that. You, the book can still be in chronological order, non, not in chronological order, and still be in the future. <laughs> yes, so, absolutely. You, yeah. you just have to know, and that's my point. We and I only did that because I didn't really want to go through every point of of uh, you know uh, of of the eschatology. But what I did want to say is that there sim- these things a lot of times are happening simultaneously in in conjunction with another. And as it refers to the mark of the beast, these things are are like Bob was saying. These things are 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 test runs for things. We're sitting here arguing, um, you know, in school boards everywhere, especially down here in Texas, whether. Uh, you know, parents are are angry that they have their kids have to wear masks in school. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, I'm thinking, okay, I'm not bothered by it either way, you know. And but but it's a sticking point, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we're arguing over these things, and so it's going to get to the point where, and I believe it was you that mentioned about nine uh, eleven and how some things just changed forever. Our yeah. freedoms, uh, the Patriot, the, those freedoms. When 9-11 happened, it's set up for the Patriot Act where we gave up a lot of our freedoms for that. But it took something like that for us to say, for us to go blindly say, yeah, okay, that's cool, you know, for me to give that up. Yeah, that's fine, you know, for the sake of safety. So there are these events that happen along the way, and I think that they're going to be happening more frequently so that more and more of those rights are, are, are given up. So more and more of those things... So it makes it a lot easier for these things to be slipped in on us because, you know, we don't even understand the ramifications of certain laws being signed into to effect or one law going into conjunction with another law that together is, is catastrophic. Problem, True. reaction, solution. Yeah, exactly. True. Yeah, well, they have a lot of laws asked, right now. That, other uh, person asked, Bob, um, how can Revelation not be in chronological order? All you got to do is just read chapter 12, read the end of chapter 12 and, and and not tell me that that's like way down the road, way past a whole bunch of things that happen after that. Right. That's just one example. But um, yeah, I mean, reading the book of Revelation, uh, if you read in chronological order, you're going to you're not going to understand it very well. Um, but at the same time, a lot of those things that are in Revelation especially during kind of like a lot of those middle middle chapters there, you know, thank God we're not going to be around here to, to suffer through that. We don't, yeah. we're not appointed to that period of time to be we're not appointed to wrath. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, the book of Revelation, you know, it, you would think it would go in chronological order, but here's the thing about time. God created time so, every, so everything wouldn't happen at once. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he lays everything out because that's why he created time. So God, so John had to see everything that's going to happen during Daniel's 70th week. He had to see mm-hmm. the whole thing. And the thing about the book of Revelation, I've read that so many times. You know, the book of Revelation, you go through uh, chapter uh, chapter uh, 4 through 11, and then you can start over again at chapter 12 and go through the rest of the book of Revelation. It just repeats the whole story all over again in right. symbolic form. So you got a literal form, and then you got a symbolic form. You got angels blowing trumpets, and then you got angels pouring out vials. You know, seven vials, seven trumpets. You know, you have a, an asteroid hitting the Earth. You have a mountain of fire hitting the Earth. You know, you know, it just, uh, they just line up perfectly. 
But uh, but that's just the way God is. You know, He'll give us a literal, a literal explanation of what's going to happen, and then a symbolic, spiritual realm explanation of what happens in the spiritual realm as well. But as far as like the horsemen and stuff like that, you know, it's like it's just like Larry said. It's like that toilet paper roll. It starts off real slow, but it gets down mm-hmm. to then it spins real fast. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what the four horsemen are going to do. You know, yeah, they open up each seal one by one by one, mm-hmm. but John had to tell us what happens with each, with each seal. Now, more than likely, it's going to be bam, 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 horses go. You know, yeah. and, I mean, there are, I mean, everything that's happening right now is uh, like what you're talking about. We, we see the signs of these four horsemen going to hit uh, full speed here. You know, and uh, like uh, I don't have to get into that. That that, that I think be thirty minutes just to explain that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, go ahead though. My bad. I want to talk too long. Here. Do you have another think, question here, or was that was it? The, the way that I was taught Revelation was that the Revel- Book of Revelation is like a skeleton, a human body. He first describes the skeleton, and then he comes back and throws on the meat. Less. So that's what what's what John sees. It is pretty much a chronological order, and then he comes back and he throws on the meat of the story. But the problem with Revelation is that people don't understand it because they haven't read the other 65 books. Right. And if you don't yeah. read the other 65 books, it's not gonna it's not going to make any sense to you. And, you know, that that was an easy way for me to understand it because as I was reading it, I was like, wait, I have to go back in time now. To What he's doing is he's he created a skeleton. He's giving him an outline. And then he says, now let me show you more. And he starts adding on the meat of the story. Mm-hmm. That's my that's the easiest way to explain, in my opinion, you know, the book of Revelation, because like the multiple horses running together. Yeah, there's multiple things going on because it's interdimensional. It's multilayered. So right. you have to read it as interdimensional. It's not. There's a reason the book Revelation is the last book. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let me just. I'm just gonna listen. I've gone through this a few times before. Harpazo is caught up. It's a snatching away. It's a sudden snatching <laughs> away. It is not ascending. Jesus was never raptured. Jesus cannot be raptured. Right. The word rapture Harpazo is actually a very special word. It means that somebody, some other force gives control over that person and takes snatches them away. They have no control over that whatsoever. If you're right. going to tell me that Jesus had no control over things, you're crazy. Jesus is God. He absolutely has control over things. He did ascend to the Father. He was not caught up to God in his throne. And he certainly was not caught up to God in his throne because he was about to be devoured by the dragon. That's exactly <laughs> what it says in Revelation 12.5. It says the dragon's there to devour the child, and the child was caught up to God in his throne. Don't tell me that Jesus was caught up to God because he was going to be devoured by the dragon. That is just simply not the case. So the people who say that Jesus is the one spoken of in Revelation 12, 5, and that he ascended, number one, it's not Jesus. Number two, he's not afraid about being devoured. And number three, he was ne- that, that word is not ascended. That word is harpazo, caught up, a sudden snatching away. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, how, I don't know how many times we got to say this, but I mean, for those who believe those things and they, they want to close off their, their, their mind to this and understanding to this, well, that's fine. 
but I'm not going to sit here and let somebody, you know, spread incorrect information in the chat about this and say that there is no mention of rapture in Revelation because there absolutely 100% is. Yeah. And top top of all that, you know, this end of the age of grace. I know we haven't talked about that, but how does God close out the age of grace? The hand of restraint is removed. And right now we're the body of Christ and we represent the hand of restraint right now. Currently, right now, we are the hand of restraint. And when the hand of restraint is removed, so are its representatives that were created during this time. And our time here is finished. We go up to heaven before the seven-year tribulation begins. Because the seven-year tribulation is the time of Daniel's trouble, the time of Jacob's trouble, okay? The time of Israel's trouble. It's not the time of the body of Christ's trouble. Right, Larry? Yep. He's like, yep. <laughs> I agree. I like that. Amen. Him Agreed. About pre-tribulation rapture all the time, man. He can preach about it. Sounds like... What do you got, Larry? What do you got? <laughs> Sit there and throw a thumbs up. Yep, you got it. <laughs> All right. So what else we have here? We have, okay. Oh, oh, specifically Bob. Okay, Bob, Bob. this is for you. Is it biblical to use gematria? What the, what's that? <laughs> okay, next. Next. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> Bob's not the guy to answer to ask that question. My, to. my answer immediately is no. Gematria. <laughs> uh, well, multiple choice. Can we do multiple yeah, choice? No, it's no. Gematria or gematria is uh, that that is a, a a cabal term. It's it's used by the cabal. They. They use gematria to, uh, it's a way of looking at um, signs, symbols, numbers, uh, those kind of things to determine, uh, uh, using symbology to determine uh, uh, dates, times, significant things uh, like that. Uh, Gematria would be the equivalent of... um, it really borders on divination um, for fortune telling uh, kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, it's used by, it's a, a cabal term. Uh, so when you study out where that came from, uh, it's, the, the, there's a lot of uh, ambiguity over it because it, it, it's Jewish in, in its origin, but it's Jewish mysticism. Mm. It comes so they they the um, the Talmud the other uh, things and I, I want to be careful not to to just be blanketing a, a, a statement and, and making a, a painting with a broad brush but there was a lot of things uh, the Talmud is one uh, a lot of things that that are traditionally Jewish that crept into the things that that Jesus spoke against. Uh, uh, and this was going on, the gematria was going on uh, during the time of Christ as well. And so these were some of the things that Christ was getting on the scribes and the Pharisees for their uh, their traditions. This is, uh, but this goes a little bit further than just the traditions of the scribes and the Pharisees. This gets into uh, Hebrew mysticism, the Kabbal. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the short answer to that uh, question is no. Uh, it's it, it is uh, not biblical to use that. Uh, they use the Bible, though, and this is the danger because a lot of 
uh, those that are they you can use the gematria on that and try to start figuring out things that uh, symbolically in the scriptures that the scriptures aren't really saying uh, using numbers uh, for scriptures. You know, oh, see, it's this. So I, I don't put a lot of stock in, you know, uh, see, oh, it was 316. You know, and and then John three sixteen. Oh, you see the you see the correlation. You know that that's kind of how dramatria works. And I'm I'm oversimplifying it, but I'm trying to give uh you know the person that asked the question and those that may not be familiar with it a, a kind of an idea of how it's used even in scripture or, or with the Bible. Uh, it it is not biblical, uh, and it 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 falls into a danger of of divination and trying to use uh, other means other than God. If you have a prayer life, if you have a relationship with the Most High, if you uh, uh, read his word and study it, study to show yourself approved, a workman uh, uh, unto God that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If you do these things, you know, and, and have your spiritual disciplines of fasting and things, then God will begin to show you things. You'll have, be, begin to have the, the, he talks about the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom will be given to you so that you will know things. You can uh, be like the sons of Issachar, knowing and being able to, to uh, know the signs of the time and the seasons and all of that. That's, those things are given by God. And yeah. so well, let's, but let's clear one thing up, though, Larry, and that is you're, you're not saying that like the the the, the whole the whole way that he, the Hebrew language that works is that, you know, letter has numerical values. And no, stuff like that's that. not what I'm because that's what you're seeing here in the, in the chat. He's saying, no, you're incorrect because math is too and this and that. So is this from the same person? Is, is that what you're saying? No, no, I'm no. It's from different people, but a couple of different people. But I want to make it clear that what you're saying is when you use it for sorcery, basically, when when you yeah. use it to try to divine or get some divination type of thing out yes. of it, you try to manipulate it or you try to look further into it and then go into the mysticism of that to try to come yeah. out with something to predict the future. That's where you're running into a problem. Yes, that, and I, right. absolutely. That's better. So I, 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 you know, you're seeing some of the chats, yeah. what's going on in the chat where I'm not. So, but I, I want it to be clear that it is a a divination. It is a divining of of things. It's it's basically solely using the things, and it's it's almost like using the Bible as a tool in and of itself, rather than hearing the words of God that are coming off the page. Right and or or with the Hebrew lettering and thing the Hebrew lettering then that's not dramatia those those are numerical values and things because that's that's what uh, the the Bible gives us about the number of his name six 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 that that's uh, uh, of the Antichrist that's uh, and the beast uh, you know that's a number those numbers are based on the Hebrew lettering and that's not what I'm talking about but right. the, the dramatria is is using symbology and numerical symbology of the of of scripture and, and text to to have meanings outside of what what it is and I'm 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 really hard pressed to you know find examples of what because I I don't deal in, in gematria but but people will put together you know things uh like like say a day like today and it's funny that you mention it um that 
okay, this is, they'll put more significance in this. They, you know, it's got to mean something. Well, why does it have to mean something? It might mean something, but then again, it might not. But Gematria or put it almost is in a, an absolute. It's right. got to mean something. So they'll be in there searching for things to, and making things mean things and trying to line things up and and put meanings on things that is not there. The other thing is what you mentioned about the divining nature of it. It is mm-hmm. to gain something. You're doing that. Gematria literally does these things without God. It right. Is the- and, but, but the point is, like, you, G- Gematria, it can be very benign as well. I mean, it's just like the practice of assigning a numerical value to a name or something like that. You know, okay, that's not a problem. But, like, when you say, okay, so this means that yeah. this is going to happen because of this, and I looked into that, that's when you start getting into d- divination and start getting into problems. And that's, I think, what, what we really need to distinguish is that, once again, you can have a balance. You can, you, you can look at gematria for what it is on its surface. But then if you start trying to let the spirits guide you into something and a reading into something into it, that's when you get into problems. Yeah. Hmm. Very good. Sounds All good. Right. Thank you, Pastor Larry. And uh, let's see. Uh, oh, this could be an interesting one. I don't know. We, some of None. us might have a different thought and on this than, than the other, but yeah. is everyone, hi everyone. What prophecy needs to be fulfilled before the rapture or is the rapture next? Well, uh, apostle Paul said that the falling away has to take place and that's already been happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's turning away from the truth of the word. You know, everybody's t- turning away from the, the gospel of grace. First Corinthians 15, one through four, you know, mm-hmm. they're teaching the whole concept of getting saved by your works now, plus Jesus, you know, so, yeah, they're turning away from the pre-tribulational teaching of the rapture. Mm-hmm. They turned away from that. That's kind of all went downhill since 1988, you know. Mm-hmm. So now you got this whole pre uh, mid-trib, post-trib, uh, pre-wrath, uh, rapture <laughs> concepts going on now. So, yeah, a lot of falling away <laughs> right now is happening right now. That's one of them. Kevin, would say that. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, if you look at like a specific prophecy, like some of the big ones, mm-hmm. none of those things say that they have to happen before the rapture. Um, is it possible that, that some of them could? Like, I mean, even Ezekiel, we talked about different pros and cons of why it could happen at the beginning, why it could happen before, why it could happen at the very end of the tribulation. Uh, you got like big ones like Damascus, right? Isaiah 17. You got... Elam, which is in uh, Jeremiah 49, which some people don't believe that that's actually, you know, going to happen in the future. Whereas you have a few people that think it will happen in the future. But there but there are a lot of prophecies that could happen there toward the end um, before the rapture or after the rapture. But I mean, if you're going to if you're going to like say one of them has to. I'd be hard pressed other than just like what Bob is saying, which is, you know, the 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 falling falling away comes before the antichrist is revealed um and the antichrist is revealed after the restrainer is removed so some people also say the falling away is also a double meaning as the departure 
that word uh, uh, apostasia, right? Which could be a, you know, a re- rebellion, but it can also be a departure from where you're sta- from where they're sta- where your standing is. So, I mean, our standing right now is, is right here, but our standing is going to change. <laughs> we are definitely going to change our standing during the rapture. So it could be a double meaning um, regarding that as well. But I agree with you, Bob. I mean, falling away has taken place. I mean, it is taking place right now. I mean, the, like, like Larry, you mentioned, like, what was it, 70 years ago, this, you know, the United States was a different, I mean, a different place. You still had sin. You still had all kinds of bad things that were going on. But you also had a lot more people who were actually reading the Bible and in the faith than what you have now as a percentage. So the falling away, I mean, we've removed God out of the schools. We've removed prayer out of the schools. Uh, Abortion is is rampant. Uh, Now you have lawlessness just uh, blatantly praised. So, I mean, it's progressed. It continues to progress. So, yeah, I mean, falling away is definitely happening first before the Antichrist is being revealed. So, but any big prophecy, you guys would have to point me to one where it says that it happens before the rapture to make me believe that it must happen before the rapture. Now, how about the uh, time you had a a thought on Revelation uh, twelve four, Kevin. Is that still standing? okay? So yeah, Revelation twelve three and four says that uh, prior to that rapture in Revelation twelve five, that a third of the stars are hurtled down uh, to to the um, to the earth. So you know, a lot of people have said that when I mean, I think L. A. Marzulli is pretty much the most famous who said when they come down, we go up. Right. I mean, he said that a few times on on uptime when he was here with us. So, I mean, you're talking about uh, this, you know, the dragon stood before the woman ready to be delivered for a child as soon as it was born, cast down the stars. And then the woman gives birth to the man child who's caught up to God in his throne. I don't know. There's a lot of visions and and dreams as well, Bob, that you get about uh Calamities coming down on the earth during that period of time. Mm-hmm. Of the like what Larry said in the beginning, and we want to close this out, Larry. Um, you know, we just won't know. We, we can sit here and talk about it, right? But everything's just going to work out. Sure is. That's the way God planned. We want him to, we want him to see it, right? Yeah. I, you know, I actually do agree with you, you both. Uh, I think that if there's any one thing that just has to happen, it's the the falling away, uh, but he called it a, a a great falling away. And so I think what we have been seeing now, I believe that people are going to become apostate, uh, that they're just going to walk away. I mean, the church has been as far as how it's growing, as far as uh, that it's been declining for some time, but it's in a it, it's been at a gradual pace. I think what's going to make it a great falling away is that just people are just going to be walking away in droves. I, I think something's going to happen to where uh, people just lose. I think it, it it gets to the point where it's going to be a tipping point. Uh, you get to a point where uh, I was looking at a mousetrap. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen those bucket mousetraps. You know, they put the ramp up there. They put the food on the end of a 
a teeter top. Uh, and then when the mouse gets to the end of it, there's a tipping point where he's on there and he's on there and you can feel, you can see it teeter just a little bit, but he takes that one extra step and he's beyond the tipping point and it, all of the momentum just drops him up. No matter what that mouse or rat does, he's going down. He's going into that. And I think we're getting to where everything is just gradual, gradual, gradual. And I think it's going to become a great falling away when it just gets to a tipping point to where people just drop in just like that rat and they just fall away from it. They're just, you know, I'm, I'm done with this. Whatever is being set up now are, are precursors and things these are arguments that are set up. Uh, if you remember the scripture that, that talks about uh, uh, casting down of imaginations, that word imagination, uh, it was talking about casting down strongholds and, and, and imagination. That word imaginations is really the word arguments. You always have these arguments. And I think what the world has been doing is building up arguments and cases against what it is that is the right thing to the point that in people's minds, it's just no longer feasible to do right, to be right. Mm. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That word imagination is a Greek word that means arguments. It What happens in a person's mind when, when the enemy wants to set up a stronghold in the mind, he comes against you with arguments, ideologies. It's always a, a mental thing. You wrestle within yourself over right and wrong over an argument in your head. Should I, shouldn't I? Is this right? Is it not right? Is it, It's an argument. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen in people's minds. The argument's going to win out. Well, I can say this. We, we, we see the day approaching is what we see. Uh, we all see this day approaching. And when it comes... Uh, you better be ready because it is going to come upon the world like a thief. Yes. And they, and people are going to be caught unaware and the door is going to be closed. So, you know, get your act together <laughs> and, uh, and get ready for this because when this happens, it's going to be too late to ask whether or not something's going to happen before the rapture because it will have happened. Right. Uh, so yeah, I think I think you might spend more time wondering and trying to figure it out uh, than actually in, until of that point when it happens. <laughs> You're probably still trying to be figuring it out. Right. If you're paying attention right now, that's a good thing. That is a good you're, thing. You're, you're in a good place right now. If you're watching right now, <laughs> yeah. if you're if you're if you're just coming on board with this whole thing, like three months from now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if you're watching right now, you're in good shape. If you're watching yeah. this video right now. You're three months shape. from now, Bob, we, we may not even be able to do broadcast uh, anymore. I don't know. We're going to have a direct line. Greg, uh, did you talk to God uh, about that? I, I think we're going to have to find a new piece of uh, networking and technology <laughs> to go I think you're right. transferring over to uh, by that point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um, yeah, I think this was great, and and thank you, Pastor Larry, for coming on today. Thank you guys um, for having me again. Yeah, we'd love to have you back you on. Guys. I'm sure you guys would, too. Um, please, would you mind just closing us out in prayer? Absolutely. Okay. Heavenly Thanks. Father, as, as he's mentioned about, as we see the day approaching, Father, we do see the days approaching, and so our prayer to you today is that, that everyone that we can you said that to pray to the Lord of the harvest. You said the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. And so, Father, you said to us to pray to the Lord of the harvest. 
Father, we know that you are the Lord of the harvest. And so we pray to you today, Father, for laborers in the vineyard, those that will will go out into the vineyard and labor to bring bring the souls of men in, Father, the minds of men's hearts that have been captivated by the the, the deceitfulness of riches and the things of this world. But Father, we pray that you will be the end-all, be-all in men's minds and hearts, Father, that they will have a way to look at you as the truth, as the true light of the world, that they would accept you before it is too late. This is our mission. This is what you have commissioned us to do. And so, Father, we pray to that end that the harvest would come in and that the laborers would be out there in the vineyard tending to the harvest. We ask all of this in Jesus, Yahushua's name, we pray. And for his sake, we speak that it is so. And so it is. And so it is. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Lord willing, we'll be back next week. All right. God bless. All right. God bless.